Uh, our podcast today is brought to you by Larry's Conspiracy Emporium. Are talking white blood cells controlling you? Hi, I'm Larry from Larry's Conspiracy Emporium. We have remedies to stop your body from controlling you from the inside out. Our patented bleach droplets are safe to ingest and kill talking white blood cells 99.99% of the time. Go to our website, www.thegovernmentskillingyoufromtheinsideout.com and get cures for other government-created illnesses, such as genetically modified corn that makes you poor, chemtrails that turn guinea pigs transgendered, and white guilt. Order now and get a free tinfoil hat and our new button, The Crows Stole the Election. Join us, come see us at thegovernmentskillingyoufromtheinsideout.com. This might be the first time I say a product doesn't work because I still have a lot of white guilt. <laughs> Wasted Potential also likes to highlight important causes and movements in our world today. And right now we have a special one just for you, our listeners. Listen here, this is some bullshit, some grade A bullshit. Right now on Netflix you'll find like eight movies about the, the royals, the crown, Diana, all these things. Me as a Scotsman, we've been telling you since the 1600s that Brits are We've been telling it right up there. And what do we get? We get one fucking movie with Mel Gibson. He's not even a goddamn Scotsman. Oh, we get called we're drunk. And we get to be fucking dwarves in every fantasy. Well, we're tired of it. The royals are c**ts and stop supporting royalty. There's a message from Scotland. Free Scotland! Now get, get off me! Don't touch me! Go online today and donate money and your time to savethescots.org. I know for one, I will stop watching British royalty shows or giving a flying fuck about what the British royalty does. I mean, why do we care? It's all right, you shouldn't Get the fuck off me! <laughs> <laughs> Dirty fucking Scott. Welcome back to Wasted Potential. I am Ronnie, and with me always is Shane. We are doing our normal podcast in which we talk about movies, drink alcohol, and see if these films from our childhood hold up or if we had terrible taste in films as a kid. I think you know the answer to that already. We are podcasting live from our local gentleman's club. It is only outdoors due to the current... Um, a pandemic that we are dealing with so we are live and proud from the sweaty bobcat how you doing shane Woo! <sighs> doing great having a blast out here at the uh, sweaty bobcat feeling great looking good kind of different when it's strip clubs in the sunshine a little, little off-putting I don't know if I'm into it. I guess the listeners now know how Shane spent all his residual money from the podcast. Thanks for your donations. It bought all a whole mess of fun. And uh, don't worry, we are tipping the servers. Excited for this movie. I think it's our first animated movie. Correct? It is our first animated slash live action feature together. 2001's Osmosis Jones. Oh, it is true. It's animated and live action. Yeah. So, our sipping games for this week, mine is, anytime there is sexual innuendo in a kid's movie. Mm, that's a good one. Let's bring back a classic from a Wasted Potential. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, we love that one. Uh, also, uh, mine's going to be anytime my name is said, what up? Just so I can reinforce the audience who to cancel <laughs> once we're fucking done with all this. <laughs> and uh, if you're a potential employer and you're listening to this podcast, just turn it off now, please. It'll be a great, great addition to your organizations. <laughs> I'll stay long hours. I, I, I promise I won't do coke on the clock. So our signature drink for this week is called the Code Brown. <laughs> it is a uh, shot of whiskey and a shot of uh, butterscotch schnapps. So there you go. <laughs> if you want a, a sweet and a bitter drink together. Have fucking fun. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doing a shot or not as per usual for our trivia games there. But And before you sign off and don't listen to the rest of this podcast, please follow us. Download this podcast, subscribe, and leave us our reviews. And please only give us the best, most <laughs> positive reviews out there. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to read the comments. And the nastier uh, comment you do really just warms my heart and day, especially if you attach a donation to it. But <laughs> We will read your donation in your comments live if you put money onto them, for sure. That That is something we will do. <laughs> you add money to a comment. We will read it as long as it doesn't offend or put us in jail. Oh, that is a good... It can, it can only <laughs> offend us. You can offend Ronnie or I as much as you would like, but it can't offend anyone outside this podcast or potentially put us in prison for a hate crime. <laughs> That's a good caveat I didn't even think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some people that just be like, just say... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and from Tom in the South... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this. We're at six seconds when the um, the Warner Brothers logo is crawling its disgusting way to the front of the screen. Three, two, one, and go. This movie does make you feel a little dirty. Like, it's like, ugh. The human body is a disgusting cesspool. The mucus and the spit... Only thing I've learned from this film is that human beings don't deserve to live. We're disgusting animals. Yeah, and I don't like Osmosis Jones' character animation. Or rent, like he's ugh. Yeah, I think all of it's kind of. When I was a kid, I liked it better, and I was thinking it back before we watched it. I was like, oh, maybe it doesn't look so bad. It's ugly, but compared to the live action, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. Funny that the Fairley brothers did this. I can totally tell now. But it's kind of weird for them. Yeah, well, they didn't write it, and usually they're kind of involved in the writing process, but this portion of it seems like um, the, the, the animated one is what seems like not as fairly brilliant. There's a lot of, like, fart and shit jokes, so. Yeah. Old Bill Murray, though. He, he takes this character that should just, like, make you roll your eyes and not want to watch and make it somewhat enjoyable. Oh, I can't stand him. He's disgusting. He's the most disgusting person ever and doesn't deserve health care. <laughs> he puts mayo on an egg. That's the thing. I, I don't do that, but people do that. The disgusting people who don't deserve health care do that. <laughs> oh, man. The funny thing that I was watching this, because believe it or not, everyone I actually do care a lot about nutrition. A lot of the things that she's like, ew, don't do that. Um, actually aren't that bad. It's more lifestyle than... Everyone's like, oh, fucking salt. Well, salt's not bad if you sweat. How about feeding babies cheeseburgers, Shane? Are you going to stand by that? 
Um, as long as you take the bun off. <laughs> the kids don't need all those carbohydrates. I don't believe that Bill Murray's character, Frank, is it Frank? Yeah, Frank um, knows what angioplasty is. <laughs> it's just a buzzword he heard once. Or his wife died of a heart attack and they probably said that word once. And like, what fucking kid is like, oh man, fucking Twinkie. Well, you know, like, maybe girls are a little more health-minded and probably know I shouldn't eat like, crap food. <laughs> I guess. This is so embarrassing. He's fighting a monkey. I'm losing. Well, have you wrestled a chimp before? Motherfuckers are strong. No, but he's fighting over an egg. Like, it's just so disgusting and wrong, and, like, this is so pathetic. <laughs> and he fucking eats it. We get a monkey to human virus. This is, like, the plot to Congo, isn't no, it? No, it's uh, 20 days later. Oh. I think it is Congo, too, though. <laughs> uh yummy so this is how we get the deadly virus that's gonna melt him it's monkey monkey poop so disgusting Ugh. Uh, god this is don't eat when you watch this film i never want to eat again i don't know why they feel like i get it they're doing like an anatomy lesson kind of but, Kinda. Let's go a loose anatomy lesson. Yeah. <laughs> this is as if like a high schooler was teaching you anatomy. Yeah, right. Oh god. Yeah, I can imagine now. <laughs> but I do kinda like the premise. It's kinda fun. No, I do. I, I like it a lot. I got a question. Um so isn't this bacteria would a virus be passed on through the egg? Or is it saying like it's a monkey virus? It could have hitched a ride, the monkey poop. So so Thrax killed the human and then somehow found his way into a monkey? And then from there, he just so happened that a human would get involved? Here's how I'm going to look at Thrax. Since viruses clone themselves using cells, mm -hmm. I'm going to assume Thrax exists all over the world with one consciousness operating all the Thraxes. Oh, okay, so like the Palpatine thing for like um, the, the latest Star Wars movie. Yes, he is Palpatine from the shithole movie that was the newest Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Embarrassment. Yeah. I was going to say, but um, but he leaves Frank. It's almost implying that like he's a sentient being on its own now. So, so I think you're trying to rationalize something that's really stupid. Like, yours makes sense, but the movie doesn't even go that far that you think about that. Yeah. He's just been hanging out in this monkey's ass this whole time. <laughs> and killed someone in Riverside, California. Which, no, 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 I have it. That monkey used to be at the University of Riverside. Oh, here we as go. As a lab monkey. And that's when he killed someone in Riverside, California. Okay. And they were like, and then the monkey got moved to this zoo. <laughs> up in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> of course, this makes the most sense. So when Drax was just hanging out in a, in a monkey anus the entire time saying, oh, I'm going to get Bill Murray one day. I'm going to get him. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Dude, this city would constantly be under fire with his diet and like lifestyle. They're constantly just be putting out fires everywhere <laughs> for everything. It's, it's basically like California right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. With how many germs this guy took in, this would be like Southside Chicago, downtown L.A., and New York blended in one. 
I was going to do uh, every time there's kind of a vaguely racist cast type. Oh, I was thinking that one too. <laughs> Where you're like, wait a minute. Why are all the beat cops Irish and the guys Italian and... <laughs> And Hispanic and black, and it's and it's like you know what? If we get involved with this, is you're probably gonna dig a bigger hole than the movie is. Right, all the germs that are there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't write this fucking movie, <laughs> and we're not gonna point it out anymore. But you know what we're talking about? God damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little. Also, the the soundtrack to this film is uh, how should I say interesting? There's a lot of hip hop and a lot of R and B. And well, okay. Let's give this movie some props. The three like with the three big animated actors are like African American, so it's kind of for two thousand one. I guess like having a vehicle run by Chris Rock, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and Brandy is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But whose top bill is Bill Murray? Yeah, weirdly, not Chris Rock, <laughs> but um, I mean, it's it's good. But the soundtrack, like when Kid Rock comes in to do a rap uh, song, yeah. I was like, what the shit? Yeah, it's it's bafflingly everywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't say this. Uh... Oh my goodness, why would you take this shot? You're so going to miss because he's definitely in that corner. So when he does this, I thought this was going to pay off later. When he's like, oh, it always pulls right. But nope, it's just so that he can give Bill Murray a cramp. Right? You would think that the setup, because this movie does set up some stuff later. It's like very, it's, it has a flowing script that connects things, but you'd think, yeah, maybe later he has to shoot Drax and it, he learns from this mistake. This movie sets up a lot of things that are never really paid off. Yeah. And Bill Murray hams it up to a thousand. Oh, uh, yeah. Which makes me think he just had fun, because he's like, wait, I just get to eat chicken wings and yell about my leg? Ugh. <laughs> Oh God! He but he's like he's like almost like smiling his way through it. It's it's he's like putting so little effort into this. This is like they almost were like, hey, we want you to just do your Caddyshack character. Like the Caddyshack character is way more entertaining than this guy. This guy's like just just gross. Oh yeah. I like to think that my body is mm-hmm. like a city like this though. Now it makes me happier. <laughs> I just wonder who my mayor is. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him to say this. (laughs) That are once a week we drink ourselves to like an absolute mess. And and it's like, can you stop? (laughs) (laughs) At some point, our our bodies are going to do an override and say, stop this podcast because it's going to kill you. It's just going to kill you. You're drinking on a Tuesday afternoon. Early afternoon. And you're drinking whiskey and schnapps together. Oh god. I do think this is one of our better movies, though. I've I when I watch this to for this, I actually I normally passively watch the movies. Like I just have them on in the background as I do something responsible. Uh, but this one, I actually stopped doing what I was doing and watched it. Being an hour twenty helps. I think the creativity. Is also really to me. It's really engaging. There's a lot of really creative stuff I like about this. I like all the body stuff. It's not all perfect. There's a lot of issues we can get into later, but I like a lot of the jokes and I like some of the visual stuff. Even if the animation doesn't really hold up, some of the visual and jokes are great. Yeah, and the short runtime, like you said, helps too. 
And Lawrence Fishburne is a quality villain here. Yeah, he is. I and he the voice he's using is like different than I expected it mm-hmm. to be from Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, right here it's it's very overstated, so you can, it doesn't sound like him. But later, I think he kind of breaks it. The more he talks, the less he talks, it's better. I think his humming and his yeah, it's more like gangster than I thought. He normally I I just pictured like a Morpheus character, but this one's got a lot of like charisma. Yeah, it doesn't help. He's actually wearing like a trench coat too. Mm-hmm. And the glasses. Oh wow, that's really just rip off. Now is this later in the movie? There's an issue, but is this? Before the Matrix or after the Matrix? Matrix is ninety nine, so this is got Prime be Matrix, definitely, right? Yeah, yeah. I wrote that down to the the Matrix. Like there is a lot of stealing from it, and I'm like, why? But then I remember there was that whole thing where everyone stole the slow motion fighting. Yeah, from two thousand to like two thousand six, it was like a rampant. It was in like Shrek. It was in fucking everything. Like everybody stole like the bullet time. And the spoof movies though too. That's funny. The sperm I found her. It's funny. <laughs> There's a lot of clever puns in this. And no- another great casting option, Will Shatner. Yes. Speaking of which, let's go to our first shot or not. Ooh. Okay. True or false. Mayor Fleming is based off of Richard Nixon and Tom Kalanick is based off of JFK. True or false? Ooh. True? Correct. That is, they wanted, yeah. specifically they wanted Shatner to be Nixon, and he sounds and acts just like him, so he was, he obliged. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will drink. There, there is a... Oh, uh, that's, that one's, I don't like that joke, that million membrane march, I don't oh, think I, I like know. that one. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this, and it's so weird watching it in 2020, because it feels very much like it was made this year. You know? I'm, I don't think we should dive into the fact that our country just cons- consistently has racism. <laughs> it's, <just that>, but... <laughs> not, it's just not any different. But it's funny, this movie does hold up over time. This movie is 2020. There's race issues and things <laughs> and city problems in the city. There's a virus going around. There's an election going on. This is 2020. This. Oh, yeah. We're recording and... this podcast at the end of 2020 it won't release till 2021 so it won't matter by then (laughs) we'll all be dead you'll be dead by then but if (laughs) the vaccine will kill us all (laughs) yeah if you're still alive watching this on like a listen to this on your your barely working phone because you're stupid then you'll be like huh they were right (laughs) yeah i mean just based on what our sponsors have told us i'm not Mm -hmm. taking that fucking vaccine (laughs) (laughs) government's trying to fucking kill us I heard it turn you turn you into a frog. <laughs> Transgender guinea pig. But um, <laughs> all these health city concerns and jokes are amazing, and I like them, but they don't make any sense. If you like delve into this of uh, the inner mechanisms of how if white blood cells were really running the show, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think they should have played more on the the things we like, like the salt and the sugar. The cravings are just like instant gratification things. Yeah. So, like, it should have played more into, like, the cells love that stuff, but yeah, it's not good for us. Thing. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the or, like, the, the, the dopamine council is giving the mayor orders. That would be awesome. We want more. I keep just you know? asking myself, is why do the voters want Frank to be fat and disgusting? Like, I just don't right? get it. Right, like, it sounds it's lazy, like more work for everybody. It really does. Like, you'd think all the, the, like, the cops and the people working, like, as go- like government employees or, I guess, Frank employees would be like, can you stop? 
Oh, wouldn't that be fun to, like, delve into some, like, deep state bullshit where his brain is, like, telling the mayor what to do, mm-hmm. and it's, like, this cabal of, like, dopamine. Or, or go full satire and have, like, interest groups, like, dopamine interest groups and, like, trans fat interest groups running the show, the mayor, and, like, this and that. How interesting would that be? I like that. And, like, these are, I would say, not petty but small things because I would give this movie a general good but like, yeah, that would take that would take it. Oh, yeah, I could do without some of that stuff. I can do without any of this stuff. Just keep it entirely animated. This stuff is so disgusting. Were you off put by that scene where Bill Murray's laying there? He's got an ice pack near his nutsack, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, do you need some more ice?" And he's like, "Leg." Yeah. And she's she's like, "What?" He's like, "Leg." And I was like, "Is he telling her to go higher?" Like <laughs> <laughs> that or the scene before that when she's rubbing his leg and I know yeah. they're like their father daughter and I know that that's like not a weird thing but I guess out of context it's weird. Yeah, it's just a little. I I get that like she's the mature one, but I think it's played up a little bit too much. Like he's too buffoonish. I get it's a it's a kids movie, so they they take everything to eleven for that stuff, but I think they could have toned it down a little bit. Because I think kids would identify like, oh, my parents don't eat that well, but I still look up to them. Like, he has nothing to look up to. Yeah, no, yeah, because like, my thing is like, someone should be calling CPS on him. Like, he's so disgusting and like, mm-hmm. awful. He has, he has no right to be in charge of a daughter. Which, regular men that are responsible and pay their bills are thoroughly disgusting. <laughs> Some of this stuff, I'm like, I don't see an issue here. Yeah, but um, you shouldn't like, <laughs> I'm, you, it's 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 to the nth degree so it's, it's supposed to be funny to me it's just like oh this is beyond reality of like this poor child the irish cop <laughs> i know right oh doesn't that have it <laughs> get your bloody ass in the back here i guess it's uh, scottish but um i love that the mayor has a override control that creates an existential crisis of free will of like do we not control anything <laughs> <there>? <laughs> Oh, I thought about that too. I was like, "Oh man, that that gets weird." I like the uh, the buddy cop thing because I kept thinking of Rush Hour while I was watching this, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just thinking of the classic buddy cop movie." Yeah. Well, I was writing down like, "How weird is this movie?" This movie's like, <clears throat> like if if you like wrote down the thing, is what I wrote down. It was this is a pseudo film noir animated comedy about poop and vomit. Like, is this is the weirdest thing? <laughs> Yeah, it had to be a hard sell. I wonder if Bill Murray or Chris Rock kind of, like, signed on and that's what helped get this movie made. Because I can't imagine a studio being like, oh, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. Shot or or not, Will Smith was originally considered for uh, for the part of Ozzy, or Osmosis Jones. Oh, true. Chris Rock wasn't as big at the time, I don't think. Correct. He was he was still big stand up, and he had some movies coming out like I, I know like Down to Earth and like mm-hmm. other movies are coming out. So he still was, but Will Smith was gonna do it, but I think they had a scheduling conflict. So I guess I'll drink. Will Smith was very busy with movies at this time. I don't know if I'd like Will Smith as as Ozzy. Chris Rock fits perfectly. Um. I don't think I like Osmosis Jones's character for a lot of reasons, but Chris Rock makes him likable because Chris Rock is, just has a very a fun energy to this part. Yeah. 
Chris Rock, especially in his early career, I feel like, I don't know if it was his or if he was just being casted this way. He was kind of emulating Eddie Murphy a lot, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like. Now, he's kind of changed a lot. He's kind of found his own rhythm and style and identity. But I feel like early Chris Rock was kind of being channeled as like this Eddie Murphy type, especially in this film. Well, I, I know that happened on SNL. When he was on SNL, he was kind of, he wasn't in there on there for, I don't think, way too long. But I think that's why I think he left. This is this is my just conjecture of just knowing things passively. But I think that's why he left SNL was he was getting those same kind of Eddie Murphy parts. <laughs> yeah. So when I was watching this. <laughs> the Hare Krishna. <laughs> this is, this right? There's some good shit. But, um. <laughs> So as I was watching this, and they're like, oh, arriving in the stomach, I was just thinking about, luckily this is a male stomach, or I shouldn't say that, but I was like, do they announce when, like, Uh, let's just bleep that out. Yes. I'm like, who knows what the fuck else is coming down. You do realize that, like guys can still do just put disgusting things. That's why I, I didn't want to really gender it. I got it. Uh, but they, they kept We're it We're going to leave it out. Don't worry. Moving real- on. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so this is a... Oh, this is weird. A sexual window window. We're going to be drinking at least once. You look mighty fine. So drink once here. Right. I'm going to be living proof. You can drink at noon on a Tuesday and still be productive, hopefully. A little rendezvous. Drink again. More sexual window window. Yep. I'm really not a big butterscotch fan. It's it's pretty sweet. The kind of cell that divides himself. It's hilarious drink. It's talking about jerking off. God damn it. His character rendition, like the animated thing, is like scary. Osmosis? Yeah. He's like terrifying. I like this idea that the pill is just this mercenary that comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was more like the Terminator, more like dumb. I, I, I wish his, he was just like a gun, like tr- like a trigger happy kind of like person, but he, instead he's like a doctor, which I think it'd be more fun to have like him being Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, like, I was <laughs> totally thinking casting Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, show me the virus. <laughs> and like, he's just getting osmosis in trouble because he's like, hey man, these systems are important. You can't just go, like, I will freeze it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you can't just do that chill <laughs> yeah i want mr freeze's character to be him exactly but instead we get david high pierce doing hilarious dialogue i i at first i was like wait i know that voice i'm like oh my god that's fraser yeah it's uh nigel right isn't his name nigel and fraser yeah oh he mentioned on the first day i think the sexual window drink again there's a lot of sexual innuendo when Brandy's on the screen, and it's basically it, because that's why she's here. I, once again, very clever movie. I just think they're, like, yeah, David Hyde Pierce, or whatever his name is, Stallone would have been fun. Yeah, no, I like his character, and it should keep it that way, because Osmosis is dumb, and Drix has got to be the smarter one. But I have a, you and I have a, um, a fan fiction version where it's just Arnold. Or, you know how there's, like, antibiotics that they give that just kill everything, even oh the good, <laughs> good stuff? Like, the doctor should have been like, hey, 
we got to give you this pill. And the body's like, oh, no. And it's just like, <laughs> I have to destroy. <laughs> that that should have been the sequel where it's just like... <laughs> I was thinking a sequel would be in a female body so that you could learn more about the anatomy of, like, a female. Because this is all based upon, like, the male anatomy. Yeah. But I think it'd be fun to do the sequel with, like, Osmosis is now, like, there's, like, a female cop and it's, like, more of, like, a female perspective of anatomy. Yeah, well, and, and, and even dumber, like, it, it could go into Shane's body instead of Bill Murray's body. Like, when she's the, older. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, Osmosis goes over there. They're like, hey, you're going on a new assignment or something. And he's working with her osmosis, who's a female. Even crazier. Let's go the opposite. She's like really healthy vegan and her body's shutting down. So it's the opposite <laughs> flip. So then the dad's disgusting and he's dying, but the girl's like withering away because she's not healthily having a healthy lifestyle. There we go. Some social commentary there. There we go. And if you're vegan listening to this, I disagree with you. Hand <laughs> <laughs> I've tried every style and you need meat, but you know, we'll, we'll deal with that. We already piss off enough people. I mean, every British listener is out because we endorse free, free Scotland, but let's not list off the people we pissed off. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's an ongoing list and it just keeps going. Yeah. It just keeps growing and growing. And if you're here after our Rudy podcast, I mean, you're a true fan. Welcome. You are part of this cult. I hope to start a cult from this too. So. We did our time, we we put in the effort, and uh, we changed our ways, and we're here to only give you positive, family-friendly reviews and stuff. If, holy fuck, look at that shit. As long as you're not a <laughs> <laughs> The sad part is, if I actually bleep that, they'll think it's something else, so we can't oh! lose this, can we? This is the podcast in which is a lose-lose. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they could really just fill in whatever they want into that bleep. Speaking of more existential crises, this uh, this right now this this scene is um, Drix is unirritating the the swollen infl- inflamed throat. But I was thinking like the pillow is created. He studies. He does a single job and dies, creating another again existential crisis of why do we live? That's true. They didn't really approach that towards the end because he him and Osmosis are like, you know, hey, we're gonna continue to fight crime together, but. Drix has a half-life. Like, he only works so long. And they kind of, they address it throughout the movie, but I thought that was going to be his goodbye, where they're like, oh my god, it's been 12 hours, and he's like, you know, you serve your purpose and you do good. I'll see you later, Osmosis. I think the point of this podcast right now is just going to be you and I are going to rewrite this movie and, and make it, like, uh, like, authentic and, like, made for, not, like, Sasha's party adults, but like something in like a little bit more suit yourself. I'm having tits in my movie. <laughs> we can we, we can have those things. I'm cool with that. But like <laughs> like I don't mean go to the audacity of Sasha's party where it's just like okay, we've we've reached absurdism to a point where like there's no turning back. Sausage Party, the problem I had with that movie is I think a lot of it's clever. But the problem is the they go for shock value, which you can, but, like, I compare Sausage Party to, like, a South Park, right? Because they're kind of in the same realm where they're this... The spoof. Yeah, it's, like, a clean kind of premise, but then they put all this ridiculousness outrageous in there. And South Park's outrageousness is normally very clever. It's like, oh, my God. But it's relatable. It's, it's within the well, realm of reason to some point. 
Like when Randy Marsh acts a certain way, you kind of know someone that acts like Randy Marsh. <laughs> you know? The thing about Sausage Party for me is I laughed uncontrollably in the first five minutes and the last five minutes of the movie and the, the whole middle section, I was just like, this is slow. But I was laughing uncontrollably when they were singing and when they had the orgy at the end. It was <laughs> absolutely just bonkers. Yeah. Oh, it was... I thought I recognized this guy, but... Chris Elliott. Well, no, I, I know him from Shit's Creek. I was like, holy shit, it's rolling. But these <laughs> no. two actors in the Jeep, I thought I knew. I thought it was the Fairley brothers. I like They looked familiar. I thought that was them. It's not. Yeah. But Chris Elliott, turns out, has always played this role. Anything he ever does is this role. He's just kind of a creepy, uncomfortable kind of, like, main character. He has his own TV show, like, like right before this. Like, he was, or maybe in the 90s. He is a very... It's one of those shows that like certain people really loved. It was, a, it, was a, it was like one season, I think. I didn't see it, but he's one of those people that you're like, oh my god, I know him, but you don't know him, you know. He's a character actor. He always plays the same kind of character. Yeah, he's the um, affordable Joe Dirt. <laughs> I was gonna say who's more disgusting, Chris Elliott or Bill Murray in this movie, but I think Bill Murray's to the twelfth. Oh no, Chris Elliott tries to treat the flu with beers. That's my, I don't want to get there yet. That is my favorite, like, five minute stretch of this movie, but I don't want to get there yet. Here we go. <laughs> the fungus is the Italian mafia. Here comes Shane's obligatory godfather impression. Go ahead, Shane. See, I'm a fungus, alright? We live in the armpit. We gotta do some <laughs> things. Maybe, maybe, uh, Maybe Frank doesn't perform later today. Maybe I got somebody on his performance later with the, the, the new wife, huh? I know someone in the testes. <laughs> Once again, though, like, the, being an adult watching this, especially one that, like, oh, God, I don't want to narrow myself down. I know some things about medicine. Um, where the virus lives and where he hides and, like, the ingrown toenails and the funguses. It's just like, it's so clever. I can't help but think that they had someone very intelligent helping them or the writer was at least schooled in some of this stuff. You know? Shot or not. Ooh. This film um, had a ghost writer behind the scenes writing from the Washington University in St. Louis School of Medicine, which kind of punched up the script and helped them with the, the bodily kind of aspects of this. True or false? Before I answer that, Ronnie and I don't rehearse this. We literally just go in blind, basically. He does a lot of work. I do none. I just get good and drunk beforehand. We're I'm walking right into these. This is excellent. All right, um... <laughs> I'm going to say true. They would punch it up with a professional. False. I made this shit up right now. Oh! Okay, well... Sorry to undermine your entire little speech he's there. He's an excellent man at making shit up. That would make sense, though, to, to send it to, like... I picture... not Obviously not Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's not in the medicine. But, you know, someone of like that that, that pushes health. That would punch up the script to make it make sense. Oh, drink. Oh, that's like two Shanes. Now, that's weird. Is Shane a... I guess it is a bi-gender name. I didn't know that. Waste Potential stands by that Shane is a male's name. 
<laughs> we're taking this stand right now. We're not we're gonna die on this hill. Shane is a name for males. My name came from the movie Shane, where the cow with the cowboy movie where he's the gunslinger. Of course it did. I had never met <laughs> <laughs> I had never met a Shane that was a girl. But I guess there is a lot of boys' names that you don't explicitly think that would be a girl, but when they're with a girl, it works. I think I've heard, I think I've met a female Shane before. I could be making this shit up right now, but I think it sounds similar. I've heard someone else who's a female named Shane. Do you know Ashley used to be a boy's name? Yeah, I know from Ashley from like uh, Evil Dead and Gone with the Wind. Uh, the yeah, I mean we're gonna get canceled for saying that I've seen that movie, but <laughs> especially recently. Um, I have never seen it, <laughs> so only cancel half of us. I've never. It's holy four hours. cow! It's, four it's fucking so hours long. fucking long. Like the intermission is really needed in that movie. Thank God it's there. You really all you need to do is go onto YouTube and watch all the Rhett Butler scenes, and the movie's great. <laughs> That's all. Half the waste of potential podcast is not support Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Wait, what? No, why would you? <laughs> Oh, this is funny. All his memory is sports statistics and not virus. Fighting. I was saying that I, I do love that, that joke where the librarian's like just a reflection of his brain. So he wouldn't know anything at all. It's awesome. Oh, she'd be like, do you want to see 1989's Playboy magazine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to know that. Ah, uh, nope, that's gone. And she's just burning things like math. Yeah. That would have been yeah. funny. <laughs> she's got to make room. So she's like burning algebra. Imagine if everyone's Siri or Alexa like bounced off of like our own brains when the knowledge happened. Hey oh, Alexa, God. tell me movie trivia. <laughs> Alexa, t- tell me about anatomy. Nothing was found here. Don't give away our next podcast where we just have Alexa do the whole podcast. <laughs> we we probably won't. We'll probably actually have like a good podcast for the first time. Oh God, it won't get canceled. That's for sure. I don't know. It might be canceled by someone else who doesn't like Amazon issue i have with this movie too i think it would have been more fun if they actually modeled Lawrence fishburne's virus after a real virus like he gave his name away mm-hmm. um instead of just random deadly virus that attacks the brain i think maybe it is a real virus but i don't know the name of it i think it would have been more fun if they said it and then people could have been like real doctors or people who understand the virus could be like "Ooh, oh that's fun that's what he's going to do next, and that's what he's going to do next. It would be more interesting if it was like an old, old virus. Like, like oh, this old virus from like 100 years ago has, kept, has come back randomly, and because Bill Murray wasn't vaccinated, he's unhealthy, it's somehow got to him. Oh, oh that would be fun. Like an old, like the bubonic plague. Yeah. So, like, it's like this old man that's like, oh, hello there. And he's just, like, crushing through this body. And they're like, we've never seen anything like this. And, like, it's one of the old-time white blood cells that's like, I've seen him before. You know? Yeah. Well, that'd be that, that'd work for a sequel as Moses Jones is a little bit older, and then he'd be like, oh, we've seen this before. My grandpappy fought the bubonic plague. And- or the Spanish flu, you know? Something topical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's some fun stuff. But, you know, I, th- I think we could have taken this movie from an 8 out of 10. Well, 7 out of 10 to like a eight or nine out of ten by just like punching it up a little bit now this movie gets an a for creativity for me it's just 
Absolutely. All the things set up. Like, for example, this movie has a theme, very thinly veiled theme of like, of like teamwork because osmosis has to work with a partner but they forget that entirely it's a theme <laughs> of like health but by the end it ends on a fart joke so it's like it doesn't take anything itself seriously which it's a kid's movie it's a joke but like there's there's no real like deeper thing behind like oh this is kind of a fun little movie yeah and there's like this also thin line of like public health in there i don't know i so right now if you're not watching the film along with us it's um drax not drax Drix and Ozzy are... Oh, Drips. Are, um, no, Drix. Yeah, Drix no. and Ozzy are at the, the nose, and then Bill Murray was talking to his daughter, who apparently wasn't at school, and now he's going to go to school to pick up his daughter. Or talk to the teacher. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, uh, Drix is collecting samples of mucus. and Ugh. Human body is disgusting. You know, Chris Elliott's character is kind of who I want to be in my retirement. Like I, I never, I never want to actually retire. I think I'll always work, but I'd love to just shovel shit at a zoo and drink beers on my break. Wouldn't that be an awesome like end game? If our listeners listen to um, our Free Willy podcast, they know that you have a weird soft spot for animals and want to work with sea lions. <laughs> so, so then there you go. I would be the old dude with long hair and a beard, openly drinking beer. They'd be like, what the shit? <laughs> and I'm just shoveling camel shit. Just like, what's up, Bob? What's up, Jim? What are you doing? I'm not a vet. Leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, dude, wouldn't that be a fun... Like, if you're going to be a vet, why not just be a tiger vet? How cool would that be? Because there's that risk of getting mauled to death. I wonder how much those vets at zoos get paid. It's uh, probably pretty legit. I don't think this movie is meant to be in HD. Because... No. The, it, like, when, it's, when it does those... Zoom sometimes, like, ooh, this was not... Yeah, it doesn't hold up as well. Ugh, God, it's disgusting. The art style is interesting in this, though. It's not like your classic, like, Pixar animated, or even, um... What else am I thinking of? I, I want to say it's... Dreamworks? Cl- yeah, it's close to, like, more... It's more Dreamworks an- than it is Pixar. Yeah, I would say it's closer to, like, an anime kind of animation, where it's, like, drawn out more. I don't know. It kind of has that to it. It's just something you don't see a lot anymore uh, in movies. You always see, like, your Ratatouilles and stuff like that, which is not bad, but this is different, and it's refreshing. No, well, this is, like, drawn animation. That's CGI. It's entirely different. Mm. Shot or not. Speaking of which, the film The Incredibles was originally supposed to be made by Warner Brothers Pictures, but the studio picked Osmosis Jones instead. True or false? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say false, because I think Pixar does its own stories. It's actually true. Brad Bird was going to get uh, going to make The Incredibles for Warner Brothers, but then he got mad and went to Pixar and Disney, and they took The Incredibles. Wow, what a different world that would have been. Especially because the money that this movie made was nothing compared to what The Incredibles made. Mm-mm. Wow, could you imagine if Pixar made this? What an interesting take that would have been. Because Pixar, like, can't miss. It's a movie called Inside Out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where Inside Out is metaphorical and has, like, an allegory to it. And this one's just gross. <laughs> yeah, this one's just kind of, eh. I don't like, once again, I don't want to uh, take away from this movie too much. There's a lot of things I like the jokes. I like this... 
like some of the characters here, but uh, it doesn't work totally, but there's a lot of great jokes here. Is this sad that we... I feel like animated movies, and especially like Pixar, are normally like so much better written than live-action movies. And I was like, why can't we get this kind of writing and this kind of like attention to detail and specific in like live action movies. I feel like we get so lazy. It depends who's making it. If you're talking about like Pixar, a lot of that's in house. And a lot of that's writer directors. You get a lot of people who are making it because it's a passion project of them. Brad Bird usually writes and directs his things. The guys who do like up and all those other ones, those are passion projects of them. Like they, they're babies. They make them. Other movies like this, for example, the Fairley Brothers are the directors, the writers, someone else entirely. Yeah. There's a lot of factors. Also, like, let's say Pixar probably gives its creators a lot of leeway to make whatever they want to, and these ones are probably a little more, have constraints to kind of make sure you don't go too far. Right. On that note, how do you think Osmosis and his lady fuck? Like, do they... (laughs) because <laughs> uh they what sell divide so are they just like linking up and like oh yeah divide divide oh you're dividing and then they just make another cell right there because when cells get together they make other cells well actually cells divide they don't cells bud don't they i don't know but there's no like if they get together there's a cell coming out of this <laughs> <laughs> um um well Cells actually divide, though, so they don't mate. Yeah, I know, but it's a joke. I get it. Uh, but but later, Osmosis says he doesn't know what, what the uh, the uvula is, so I'm guessing he doesn't know what the, the testes are, so I'm guessing they don't have reproductive organs. I think it's just a fun little joke. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're humanizing cells. See, this is what happens when you delve way too deep in the uh, <laughs> the, the behind-the-scenes and the thought process. I thought, too, that they were going to do a cancerous cell. I mm. thought they were going to deal with cancer, where, like, one cell... Oh, my God, Osmosis 2. And, and uh, a politician cell becomes oh. cancerous and starts, like, this movement that's infecting other cells that's destroying the body. Okay, so we get a full, like, uh, political kind of perspective. I'm liking this. I'm liking that's this. That's kind of fun. So it's like a cancer that's infecting other cells, but mm-hmm. inside the body, we're treating it like a political ideology. Obviously, we're going to turn off a lot of viewers and be like, oh, my God, Trump's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's the virus. Like, how do you make it without people being like, oh, my God, you're making fun of Trump. um i don't know but i think we have potentials on the case here we're gonna write a a remake or a sequel to this we're gonna take it to the limit and the fairly brothers are not allowed to be near it yeah i think number two osmosis jones somehow gets into shane's body drink (sighs) speaking of that one we'll call osmosis jones number two get shit (laughs) and he beats up with his liaison, who is a female white cell, played by Scarlett Johansson? No, 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 no. Lizzo. Lizzo? <laughs> I like it. Okay, played by Lizzo. Uh, 
and she's saying really fast she made she made a paper mache volcano as her science fair <laughs> project like like bottom of the barrel everyone does that Oh, I love this too. This this kid. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite joke. Molly Shannon just goes above and beyond to be. Molly so Shannon, I wrote in my notes, is a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like I would this... never hold anything against my kid. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this kid said hypotenuse, and I was like, is that like a, supposed to be a joke? But then, right now, when Molly Shannon pops up, we know why he says the word hypotenuse. Yeah. Instead of hypothesis. I love oysters, too. I bet that was oyster and didn't taste bad. He should have had hot sauce in his pocket. That would have been funny. And lemon. <laughs> but, number one, they're like, oh, he's dumb. But to think that, hey, if I take these oysters that are polluted and put them in clean water and they will work themselves out, that's not a dumb thought. Drinks is Shane. That's a very intelligent... Yeah. But Molly Shannon, people for... I think people forget because, especially now... With, like, everyone, because she's just not around as much. Forget how funny she was. Drink. Uh, like, Superstar and all her SNL stuff. She's hilarious. She plays, um... Is it Hannibal she's in? Where she plays the mother of a teenage boy, and uh, and she kidnaps these, these boys and uses them as, like, a murder cult? Was it Hannibal she was in? I don't think I've seen that one. Then maybe it wasn't Hannibal. It was a different TV show about murders. But she played a serious role, and she's really creepy. Oh, I bet. She's kind of creepy to begin with, but her creepiness is funny in a lot of movies. This is going to be improv. This is so weird and, like, uncontrolled drinks is Shannon again. But it's, it like, the jokes they say are really weird to improv. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, how is it weird that this flashback is a flashback for Frank and the audience, but it's Osmosis telling a flashback? How weird is that? I would delve into it. <laughs> I'm gonna delve into it. God damn it! <laughs> also, Molly Shannon is low key hot. I'm gonna say it. I hope you're listening, Molly Shannon. Give me a call. Sorry, babe. <laughs> no, no, she's hilarious, and she gives it a hundred percent when she just called that kid. Um slow slow a brain the size of a tangerine i know this is so awful how awful she is this is what teachers talk it's oh for sure if you think your teacher's not talking shit on you oh my god like i know all my teachers like yeah that's shane he's gonna amount to about i say he'll have a podcast that no one listens to and <laughs> This whole dialogue is so weird. And I hate this this premise. You know how many times I've vomited where it was like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even aim, you know? Me's never. I'm I control my vomit really well. Yeah, well, and it's like you normally have some like, uh oh, I'm gonna vomit. Like it's I I have vomited once where it was like, oh shit. But I didn't vomit on anyone. I vomited at a bar under the bar and then covered it with a chair and walked out. Like, <laughs> welcome to wasted potential where we literally ruin our chances of being hired anywhere. Oh yeah. Oh god. I hope this doesn't. Is that like an inside joke that that he gets fired from a pea soup factory? How specific is that? Is that like an inside joke or something? Or is it because like he vomited like in the Exorcist pea soup? 
It looked like pea soup up drink. Okay. Did you they say Shane? I didn't get a drink. And are you telling me the guy that washes elephants doesn't get paid as much as a person that puts on labels at a pea soup factory? Not undermining blue collar jobs, but just understanding the job market. I feel like if you work with dangerous animals, you get paid at least minimum wage. And I feel like somebody, not just anybody can do that job because you're around animals. Right. Like that guy's chilling by an elephant. Like that's, you have to be trained to do that. This is so disgusting. Why wouldn't he wear sandals? Because he's disgusting. This is just to set up a disgusting thing. I hate this movie when it's live action. This is so gross. Like, like I, I don't find any of this funny and I'm not like downplaying crass humor we're very crass this on this podcast we, we make fart jokes too but it's just like it's just so gross it's not even funny it's it, it's not clever they need to, to make it more clever you know like they made it need to be like where he was like walking in and he has sandals on and like sir you can't wear sandals in this establishment he's like well do you want me to put this in a shoe and it's like that. It, like that's not much better, but it's a little better than he's walking barefoot around. It's it's almost like the animated portion was written by the writer, and then the Fairly Brothers came in and wrote yes. all the, the 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 real world stuff because it seems really rushed and kind of lazy. And I don't get me wrong, Dumb and Dumber has its place, and I think it's hilarious, but it's a different type of film. I have a hypothesis about Dumb and Dumber because I've thought about it. And I think Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels saved that film from the Fairley Brothers. I don't think they... Because everything they do where the actors can't steer themselves away from them, I think like Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels are so powerful that they can feed up. I think they ran away with that movie and it made it what it was. Do you know the story behind Dumb and Dumber? Really quickly, um, Jeff Daniels was signed on first, but he refused to do it unless Jim Carrey came on because he thought, like, this is not going to work without him. So he only signed on because Jim Carrey signed on, too. So I think you're right. I think a lot of the improv and stuff is just the actors overpowering. Yeah. Because the, they, the they didn't really have anything after that that was as amazing, you know? Shot or not. Ready? Okay, here we go. True or false, the Fairley Brothers have directed all the following films. Something About Mary, Shallow How, Stuck on You, Dumber and Dumber 2, and Green Book. They didn't direct Green Book. True or false? False. I pray to God that's false. You are correct because only Peter Fairley directed Green Book. Did he really? Because that movie's really good. He won really the good. Oscar... For that film, he wrote and directed, well, partly wrote and directed that film. So I will drink. You were close, but only Peter fairly directed it. So it's his brother that's the dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Almost no. got a spit take out of me. Nice. Um, no, I I haven't seen that movie, so I don't know. I can't. I, I wholeheartedly, but uh, that's because Vigo is so good in it. I really like Vigo Mortensen. So, but he is very good in that film. And so is... Um, Marshall Ali. Yes. God, I you're going to butcher is, it, so I prepared it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. He's really good. He's just such a good actor. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like... I just want to see him in everything, because he's just good. He's not just good. He's excellent in everything he does. Love that guy. If you Not to spoil it, but if you ever see the movie... What's the one? Oh, my God. I'm messing this up. Moonlight? 
He's in Moonlight. He's only in a third of the movie, and the movie is not as good once he leaves. He's so like engaging in that movie, and the Moonlight movie won the Oscar, good. right, for best yeah. film. Yeah, it's a really hard movie to watch, but the actors run the film. But it's a hard movie to watch. It's... So, are we gonna do an Oscar night podcast? I think we should. I never miss the Oscars, so. I never watch the Oscars, so sure. <laughs> I I do it every year. I get drunk as hell, and I make it my mission to wager shots with friends on each selection, and then bitch about every single movie. And you'll notice, if you follow us, that you can actually pick Oscar winners, I would say, 80% of the time. There is a formula they use. I'm not going to get too into it. We'll get canceled. But there's a formula they use, and... uh it's fun. So join us on Oscar night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this this might even come out before after the Oscars. I don't even know. Well, it depends on our timing here. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll now it's an idea. It's, it's on the back burner. Is that shit right there to the right? Is that shit? Oh yeah. If you want to, thank you for joining us on Oscar night. If this movie comes out after Oscar night, I'm <laughs> safe. <laughs> um, I like the flu vaccine too. Where he's this just... scene, he's crying, is to try to make us feel for him, I think. But Bill Murray is giving no effort at all. It's just gross. It's so frustrating because they could have done something more sweet. Where, like, he's a dummy, and then they show pictures of the mom, and she's, like, a smoke show, and she was wonderful. And he, he should have always been, like, she was always too good for me, you know. But the only problem is, like, then how do you get her to die from, I guess, being unhealthy? It doesn't really say what happens because they didn't really want to put a full... Well, you don't have to do that she was unhealthy. You could be, like, just that she died in a car accident or something crazy and she was a health nut. Let's say that she was super healthy and that he doesn't like to do that because it reminds her of her. Uh, you know, just... Oh, or even opposite. Like, he was really healthy, but then he just goes downhill and stops caring. Got it's up. just Got something sense. to make us, like... So when he's telling her about her mom, you go, aw. Yeah. You know? Like, don't be like, oh, you and mom are fat slobs, and that's why mom's dead. Like, <laughs> that, that's, that's a bit much. Like... It could just be that Bill Murray just, you know, does this because mom's not around. He's sad. And, like, she was, he just says that she was too good for him and yada, yada, yada. And, like, you instantly have a better connection. So this is the scene where they're in the Zit nightclub and Kid Rock and his hip-hop group band conglomerate are singing the worst thing ever. So I looked at this and it's, the kid's name is Joe C., he is a, a, I think he's a dwarf rapper, and he passed away right after this movie. Well, I feel bad then, because <laughs> I was going to talk mad shit. I didn't do that much research. I just saw his name, and I looked at it very briefly, and he died from some kind of disease, I think. I think it's, it could have been from his size. I don't know for sure, but he was supposedly a Kid Rock crew person, like a rapper with him. They both are terrible at rap. He was probably a great, great person, but terrible at rap. I was going to say, Kid Rock is a plague upon our country. Ugh. He should have been the virus. Well, my the thing that makes me laugh about Kid Rock is he was all rap, rap, rap. Rap rock, I guess. And then, like, that faded away. And he learned the old, like, Alan Jackson trope where I could just co-op country music and say America. Yeah. And people will start buying my records again 
No one listens to modern Kid Rock records. He just says, America, fuck yeah! And people are like, I'm gonna support that man. <laughs> you tapped into his um, his audience. Good job. <laughs> you, 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 you solved the equation of why Kid Rock is uh, successful. Oh, yeah. But what a weird cast for this. It's all of this is weird. Ugh, that's, a, that's a lot of flesh. Or... I'd love to pull that f- thread string to find out why Kid Rock was chosen to host the rap party at the Zit House. I think it's because of the play on words. It's Kidney Rock, and then this sounds seems like a more of a Fairly Brothers kind of thing because they're known to get a lot of big cameos in their movies. Yeah. Also, this creeps me out when Osmosis changes himself. I think it's creepy, and I like it in a weird way. Ugh. Not for a kids movie, but I like it in a weird kind of like, like gross David Cronenberg. Like all these designs yeah. of characters are creepy and weird, and I like them, but not in this movie. I think it's. I think if we made this movie, it'd be a little darker and a little creepier. But these designs are pretty good. Yeah. So this is the this is the part where um, Thrax is it Thrax I think is Thrax, telling his yeah. evil plan that is really funny. He wants to go to the hypothalamus and steal a bead. Yeah, I guess the hypothalamus is controlled by a single bead or something. I don't know. But the hypothalamus would be huge. It's a body part because they're cells, so it would be huge in comparison to them. I just so his goal is to create a fever that kills the host right which i think really is a missed opportunity because viruses the point of the virus is not to kill the host it does it sometimes but the point of the virus is to infect cells so that these cells make more of itself it injects its mrna into the cell to create more of itself that's how it procreates which drink because she said the name but which leaves a whole lot of cool stuff to do with the virus like him cloning himself him co-opting other cells like control of frank for himself there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do that i think they missed because they're ignoring how a virus works a virus doesn't just enter the body and go i'm gonna kill this motherfucker like it wants to use you as long as it can yeah, it makes sense because which is darker than it just wanting to kill you, you know. Well, and what's even weirder because like the, the virus is acknowledging there's a world out there because he wants to get into medical books. So you think like if I could be in a medical book or I can control a human and have total control over that. <laughs> it's so awesome! It's like my favorite like joke of the movie. She's just banging on the window. Yeah, she's like, I would never hold a grudge of seven. Get back, you fucking monkeys! <laughs> which is how every teacher thinks of their student i think whatever riverside california riverside! Yeah. riverside riverside oh shit we just told him to oh my god oh I, my god i once f- had sex with a hooker in riverside california that's how i know that <laughs> it's so uh, weird that he would mention that <laughs> He mentions Riverside, California on the same level of Detroit and Philadelphia, so I don't understand if that's like a a personal reference from the writer or if someone's like, you know what's a shithole? Riverside, California. <laughs> <laughs> what a shithole. Isn't it like the largest county 
or like the second largest county in California. It's a pretty fucking big county. I know, I don't, but I don't think it's as big as. Oh, uh, you know it'd be bigger. Luckily, we live in Colorado, so this all this California podcast homepage is actually in, in in Antarctica. So find us there. Yeah, we just have fun facts about random counties in California. Yeah, cancel us, penguins. I dare you. I I should Google myself and see how easy I am to find because that could be a problem. <laughs> Moses Jones is absolutely the worst cop. He's terrible. His superpower is luck, and I absolutely hate protagonists in movies who luck saves them because it gives no agency of their characters. Nothing of them is just they keep falling luckily to like success. It's so annoying. Because he's like undercover, right? He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna infiltrate the fungus and find the dealers. But he's like, uh, he's like, they're like, we're gonna go to the brain and we're gonna kill this. And he's like, kill him. Yeah, but it's just it's just weird because like he stumbles upon the thing. He just so happens that Drix gets in there because he acts like he's a good undercover cop, but he's not. He's terrible. He gets he, the first thing he says is "Hi, my name is Booty Licious Anosius." And it's like, okay, come on. Yeah. Like if you can't take your protagonist seriously, then we can't either. This is so gross. Oh my god, I can't look uh. at this. It sets me off that the zits and bodily fluids and infections push me. Like I can deal with a lot of things, but I can't do this. Which brings me to a point. Why I don't know if your wife does, but mine loves to pop zits. Ugh, it's so disgusting. It's like if you have one, she's like, "Bring it over here," and I'm like, "Why the fuck do you want to do it?" I don't. My wife does the same exact thing. It's disgusting. What is? It's like I am convinced that everyone that watches Doctor Pimple Popper is female. It's a psychopath. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is. It's just I I hate it. And I can't do it to myself. I can do it to myself out of necessity, but not out of, like, pleasure. It's, oh my god, oh my god, it got me. It's so disgusting. The human body deserves to be eradicated. Oh my god. This is like a there's something about Mary moment. Oh god, it's so gross. Poor Molly Shannon. She's getting vomited on, zits popped on her. Yeah. That's not even funny. It's just disgusting. Like, that's in no way funny. If you laugh at this, then you don't deserve healthcare or voting. <laughs> Have you ever had a zit popped on you? Oh, that sucks because you will no longer vote for president. <laughs> uh, Speaking of which, I was thinking, like, is there a president of Frank? There's a mayor, obviously, but is there a president of Frank? No, just the mayor. They just treat him as a city. Yeah, it's a it's a mayor and city council, so I guess maybe like more quality human beings have a higher like hierarchy of like of politics. Like you know, I don't know. Celebrities would have presidents, but Elon Musk has a president. <laughs> oh, Elon Musk has got some weird fucking socialist bullshit going on somewhere. <laughs> he has some like we are unity. <laughs> he has some hive mind thing. <laughs> we are all separate, but all one. <laughs> I like Will Shatner being mayor. I want William Shatner as mayor. He's kind of like schlocky and goofy enough to do it. He he always seems like in charge, but has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um he's a good uh, political stand-in. Like, hey, I just, I just read what I gotta read. But he seems more... Most politicians, I don't... 
in my opinion, don't think that far ahead. They kind of read. This mayor is very self-centric where it's like, I got to get to Buffalo. Buffalo Wing Festival is what I have to do. He seems a little more like, I know I'm doing it by myself as opposed to people behind him are pulling the strings. He's, right. He's just the dumb ringleader. Ugh. Every time I see William Shatner, I think of, I'm going to plug here, Red Letter Media and their perceived beef with William Shatner. It's pretty funny. <laughs> that always makes me so laugh so hard looking at that. Also, he hates Drix. Like, Drix should be welcome. He's got to cover up all the symptoms that are going to keep him away mm-hmm. from the Buffalo Wild Wings Festival. <laughs> I don't want wings, thanks. But um, oh. the reason why is because this is that, that cop scene where the two cops get fired with the weapon and then they have to go on their own. It's just it's hitting a beat. And this is where the, the movie slogs when it goes to the plot. When it just sticks to the fun jokes and things, I'm into it. But when it goes to the plot, I'm just like, eh, I kind of care. Right. Okay, so this is weird. I don't understand this. So Thrax's idea is... I want to make medical books. I want to be the baddest virus ever. Okay, I understand that. Right. And why does he just go to the hypothalamus automatically? Why does he need a cover-up? Because I'm doing this is what lets them know. Just go to the hypothalamus, pull it out. He heats up, and they'll be like, what was this? We have no idea what killed him. But if it's symptoms like a cold, then the virus itself wouldn't get credit. They'd think it's some kind of weird... Um... He wouldn't get his fame that he's looking for. You could kill Frank in 12 hours. Like, really quickly, you just go straight to the hypothalamus because no one's looking for you. Frank's body was so oblivious to a virus being there. Yeah. I The, the weakest part, I would say, is the villain because he's just blank, I guess. So he wants to be in medical books, which means he reads and understands, like, human literature on viruses. Like... I feel like they could have done his motivation more primal. That would have been more fun. It's almost like, imagine if like the Norse gods were real and we as human beings cared what Thor thought of us. The same yeah. idea, like 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 cells caring about the human world, the, the macro of the human world doesn't make sense to me. They'd be so consumed in their own day-to-day lives. Why would they care about infamy in the human world when they can just do it in Frank's body because they only have 80 years of life? Yeah. On a dumber note, uh, this scene, what a fucking treasure. He has a license plate that says taxed. I want a license <laughs> plate that says taxed. And he's got four that say retired. <laughs> I, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, you can get, is there someone out there with a license plate that says taxed? I want that so bad. And then it's some, it's someplace in Vermont. Also. When this girl, this kid makes no sense to me because I just feel like there would be no kid that's like, oh, you give me a fried Slim Jim sandwich? What the hell? I wanted carrots and celery. Like You don't spend time around kids. Kids fixate on things. So this girl's fixation is health. It's like a little kid being such with baseball and their whole life is baseball. It's just her fixation is something that you and I wouldn't care about because we don't care. Well... I want to start challenging this uh, idea of nutrition, this simplistic idea. Go ahead and eat carrots. All you fucking want, people. <laughs> but nutrition is so much more complex than eat your fruits and vegetables. You probably shouldn't eat fruit as much as you think because it's so high in sugar. 
and your body stores sugar because a lot of you aren't active enough to burn the sugar. And meat isn't bad. It's the process of making meat and the processing of meat that ruins a lot of the ideas. He's got a picture of brandy on that calendar. That's a kind of creepy, like, thing. Okay, we'll just move on from my PSA. I'm trying to move on because here's the moral of Shane's story. Live in the middle. There's a gray area where we can all live in and be happy as opposed to being a polarly eat fast food, eat vegetables only. Here, I summed it up. You're welcome. Says a podcast that is drinking butterscotch and whiskey. (laughs) We live in a world of grayness, okay? You could take a little and give a little and be happy as opposed to just being a polar. I think it would have been funnier, by the way, if he put the face of Brandy on a a DNA cell, like earlier. That would be funny. Like, where he's like, you got some good genes, girl. Like, that's funny. And now he's wandering the streets to R&B music. And he's going to walk into a sleazy porno theater. Mm-hmm. How strange is that? Uh, it's, it's amazing. So I was wondering, when I was watching this film, like, what's the, the a white blood cell's life cycle? Because he talks about his grandpappy came over on the umbilical cord. So how long do blood these blood cells live for? Because they're living by frank days and months and years. So then how long do you think they actually, like, live? Right. I don't think you pass immunity through heredity, right? I guess you could in certain ways. I'm, <laughs> we're not scientists here, but... It's just a cell. Because it's just saying, like, his dad, his grandpappy was... The umbilical core, like the original white blood cell. He fought measles back in the early days or something. Oh, no, it doesn't make any sense. No. See, once no. again, if you if you even think about it for a second, it falls apart. That's why everyone hates podcasts. We're nitpicking. We're annoying. I do like this part, though. He goes to the theater to watch Dreams, and it's like your worst nightmare. Girl from the bus stop. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. This is like I said, a sleazy porno theater. I think it's funny. Look at that guy in the front row with his tongue out. What is he doing? Oh, that's true. This is a porno theater. He's doing a Pee Wee Herman. But they're oh, he is Pee Wee Herman to uh him in a classroom with no pants. Uh, this is not him and his daughter. Oh god. Oh, I know. oh, those are pink buttholes. Those are buttholes. Because it's popping a rectal thermometer. I'm pretty sure those are buttholes. I would also replace this actor with Josh Gad. <laughs> it's a very Josh Gaddy character. Hey, look at that. They did a uh, Dutch angle there. Interesting. <laughs> or uh, or, um, or before he was too big, literally uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Also, another little amateur science question here. I don't think viruses cause fever. Fever is an immunal reaction. It's your immunity reacting. Your your body is intentionally heating itself to try and kill the invader. It's not the virus saying, I want it to get hot in here. Yeah. You know? And I and I love how like it's ninety eight point six because you know that's the average temperature, but apparently that's the temperature that the body's supposed to always be running on. <laughs> Okay, shut or not. I also, one second, I also get pissed off when they're like, oh, he's 107. I'm like, you're fucking dead. I, I, I have personally been at 105, and you're not conscious when you're 105. 106 is when, like, brain death starts to occur, I'm pretty I was going to sure. say, your brain starts melting, and it starts, like, you start burning through brain cells really quickly. That hot kind of heat. When they say, like, 107, 108, you're dead. Like... 
105, you're not conscious. You're not functioning. So 106, you're really not there. And I think there's permanent damage that occurs. But, okay, shot or not? Shot or not? A sequel was planned for this film, but due to backlash from conservative protest groups about crude content, Warner Brothers axed it. Shot or not? True or false? That's ridiculous. It's got to be false. I'm hoping that's false. Ah, you're, you're right. Oh, <laughs> I was like, this isn't that bad. It's because it only made $17 million off of a $70 million budget. Oh, wow. And I thought Waterworld was a flop. <laughs> Pretty bad. I, I could be getting those numbers wrong, but it was a huge deficit. This is my favorite scene. This is so surreal and creepy. I actually appreciate this scene where it's like a combination of dreams and nightmares i love this dark place <laughs> this is very david lynchian almost it's it's super creepy where it's like the real world's peeling into the animated world it's oh it's uncomfortable i love this yeah this is, this is how i would picture actual nightmares and dreams are in your brain where it's just like an amalgamation of your worst nightmares your biggest fears and, and reality things you love yeah it's it's great that is good how weird do they have a temperature as like time? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Strange. Instead of him being like, man, it's getting hot in here. Oh, no. Like, No, we're getting hot back here, boo. Dude, come on. Don't tear this. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> a couple back there is like, it's getting hot and heavy over here. Oh, man. Huh. So one I, moment that's... of sympathy, and then he eats a circus peanut. <laughs> It's kind of sad that this movie didn't make that much money because it's not a bad movie. It's better than a lot of animated films that have come out. Um. Yeah. Well, it's it's like I hate saying this. It's not Disney or Disney or Pixar quality, but once again, Disney or Pixar wouldn't make this kind of film. It's too gross. But there's a lot to it, and I don't. I think it has redeeming qualities, and it's only ninety minutes, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. I didn't some think of it... those some of those Pixar movies are almost two hours long now, and Ugh. they like they're good and they're quality, but they're also like it gets a little like, grating. It's like going to the Winnie the Pooh movie, and it's two and a half hours. You're like, okay, I didn't want to fucking see Winnie the Pooh for two and a half hours. It's one. Did you see that Christopher Robin one with Ian McGregor? No, you didn't see it. You you probably like it. It's two hours long. It's way too long, but it's very adorable. Well, Ian McGregor is a treasure. Yeah. He should be cherished. This podcast uh, holds Ian McGregor to the highest standard. Except when he d reprises his role as Obi-Wan. That's going to be unfortunate. We'll get there. I got oh. some ideas for that, by the way. I'm just saying. Just saying. Got some ideas for it. And moving on. This is coming from a man who is a true Star Wars man through and through. But uh, I hate to see where it's gone. You and I can just yell at each other for three hours about star wars <laughs> we, we can side note that's how this podcast got started drink <laughs> it is yeah it's exactly now my favorite character chris elliott my future self i hope yeah. to be the man that comes to and someone's vomiting and has a fever i'm like dude you just need to drown that with this beer. is the most frat boy mentality in right Side note, um, I was thinking that Frank and Bob right here need to have their own TLC show called Gross, Fat, and Stupid Brothers. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch it a thousand percent. Yeah, if you've never, if you've never really watched TLC, it's called The Learning Channel. It's full of fat people and gross people. Yeah, it's, for, it's full of shit that you don't need to learn. <laughs> the History Channel having shows about aliens. 
Oh, we I've given up on those channels. Discovery Channel has what like men jerking off in the woods. <laughs> like or it's like or it's like saying like CNN or Fox is like news. News, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we just lost half our audience. Or... Well, hopefully we lost all of our audience. We said CNN and Fox. Fuck all of you. That's true. If you guys really think that's news, then get the fuck out of here. All right, but uh read some real shit like like the National Enquirer, come on. Yeah, or like Newsmax. Same drink. <laughs> yeah, drink. Oh, this is a weird thing. I was so off-put by this. I was like, what? Is the director saying that if you don't take your daughter on the hiking trip, she's going to meet girls that put fake eyelashes on and they become whores? No, I don't think it's even that. I think it's a stupid setup for a payoff flavor. Like, they had to set this scene up. This is why I think, like, they wrote the animated part and then had to make the live action around it because, I, but because there's so much better you could have done like this yeah. fake eyelash thing is weird oh fuck drink drink it's it's super it's super specific it's almost like the farley brothers having daughters and they're like they weren't whores until they started putting on the fake fucking eyelashes uh, now i feel uncomfortable it's weird it's like what are you trying to put like I would have rather than like, you want to try pot? Like, just something. But fake eyelashes? I don't think that's the gateway to getting at 16. Like, <laughs> oh, let's just... Chris Elliott said to me that, like, I'll raise your daughter when you die until I'm 16, I think I would stop what I was doing and change my life. Right then and there to make sure I never died until my daughter was 18 years old. Yeah, that's really weird. He should have just been like, I'll raise your daughter, I'll teach her right. Like... The South will rise again. It's supposed to be funny, and that's... <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, a funny little, like, goofy thing, but it makes me uncomfortable that Chris Elliott would be in charge of anyone's children. Especially since they set up the... One of his bad dreams is him marrying his daughter. That means he thinks that that guy wants to fuck his daughter. You know what I mean? It's... It's too... Too weird for this. It's too... Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. This is the movie where I learned what the uvula was. Oh, yeah. The vomiting muscle. Yeah. And then uh, they made a, a, a testicle joke to drink. Hey. Speaking of which, shot or not. Okay. Hit me. There it is. Sorry, I was looking for it. In the original script, the climax of the film was to take place in the gonads, and Ozzy uses his sperm cell to defeat Thra uh, uh, thrax true or false this is a sperm cell <laughs> i'm gonna drink but <laughs> yes true <laughs> i wish that's false that's oh <laughs> i was like that's so wonky i know that's a uh, futurama reference mm. for my futurama fans out there this is my favorite scene in the movie sorry we're talking over this this is the scene where Bill Murray is being put into an ambulance, and then Chris Elliott's <laughs> on the side of the road drinking a beer, consoling himself, and then says, Drives. get in the car, I've been drinking beer, and yes. then says, he starts fake crying. It's the best scene ever. I wrote on my notebook, I was like, he's gonna drive? Like, yep. <laughs> and, he's like, and the officer's like, yeah, I'll meet you guys at the hospital. As he's drinking outside the ambulance, he's like, chugging beers, he's like, my friend's gonna die, and he's like, get in the car, I'll drive you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is the oh. best scene also as an amateur doctor this oh scene gives me fucking cancer this is not how you 
<laughs> so when you treat someone that is overheating, right? So there, so, so everyone out there, PSA, if someone's like 106, 105, the ice is right. You put ice in the armpits. You put ice in the crotch. You put it where the blood flows. You're cooling the blood. When someone dies, like their their pulse stops, you don't say, well, it was good knowing you. You start <laughs> CPR immediately. <laughs> the doctor's like, fuck, I'm not working. Like, he's dead as fuck. Doctor, should we do compressions? No, I'm too pretty for compressions. And and you put on them, put them in ice way longer before that. In fact, submerge their ass in fucking water if you can. Not their head, obviously, but uh, there's just so much issues here. Like they, oh my god, when the doctor's like, "Well, we lost him after he's his heart stopped for one second. It's like, what the flying fuck? We didn't even do the scene where he's like, "Clear," Psh! like nothing. Hey, why don't you be smart there, Thrax, and just throw the Madublao and Ghana thing you got in your chain, because then they can't save him, and regardless if you're caught or not, you're still going to be famous, right? Yeah, Thrax is a weird character. I I kind of like him, but I also kind of think it's a one-note, like, one-thing villain thing. It's, and, it's, you know, it's it, it, it works for this movie, I suppose. But he does whatever they need him to do. Yeah. This is where it loses me. When he goes outside the body and stuff, it defeats the purpose of being Frank's white blood cell. Like, now he, like, can go into the other body, and it, it, it's too much. He Don't they, don't cells die in direct oxygen and other contaminations, or no? I think they should have just done something more clever within the body. It's also weird that they're on her eyelash and her eyeball. And the perspective changes where, like, they look bigger than they would actually, because they're cells. They're microscopic organisms. Oh, yeah. And here comes our embarrassing Matrix-stealing fight scenes. Oh, yeah. And he's got to put the ball back into the DNA. Like, it just... It's, I think they could have done so much more. That would have been more... Because, uh, like, if they did... Oh, uh, no. Uh, fuck me. What was it with the Matrix? Because, uh, okay, I'll get it. The Matrix was awesome when I first saw it. The The first Matrix game changer. But it wasn't because he dodged bullets. You know what I mean? Like it I think people forgot that's the standout scene. It's just it just it's one of those things where it's like a watershed movie where like people take little things from movies and steal them. It's like the pulp fiction or Jurassic Park type thing where people were just dinosaurs and like woody banter dialogue from villains. It's just one of those things that People take things out of context and put it in their own film. It just, it's a reference, but it's just, it's just lazy. Like, like Neo dodging bullets. Okay. That was a big thing. But like, I remember the lobby scene way more than I remember Neo dodging bullets. I remember the whole, the idea of like imagining a world in which we're. Nothing's real. Yeah. There's, there's way more interesting things in the matrix than just him doing the, the 90 degree angle, like laying back or an 80 degree angle, like dodging bullets is more oh yeah that which is crazy because the winoski brothers really didn't do anything great after that one the first matrix is incredible second is meh third is bleh 
and then everything else the Wynoski brothers made was garbage. <laughs> it's Wachowski siblings. Wachowski, now? Wachowski siblings. Oh, that's we're right. We're saying they... that now. I forgot. Just move on. We're moving on. We're acknowledging it. We're moving on. That's right. The Wachowski siblings. Yes. Uh, oh, that's creepy. He dies kind of like, it looks like uh, Hercules, that animation right there. Yeah, very Hercules. A lot of this animation is very Hercules. Herculean. Yeah, it, well, it, it's that 90s animation. This is like, this is the end of this kind of animation for this era. Everything, everything becomes CGI, though. We'll watch that one later on in this podcast. Okay. Also an issue. That, <laughs> that bag <laughs> valve that. mask, when, you don't just fucking squeeze it. You don't just, like, squeeze everything. It's like a slow thing. When your lungs, you don't go... (laughs) (laughs) You can't breathe that way. (laughs) So when you're bagging someone, you don't just... It just... (laughs) Just slow. Let it breathe. Slow. To calm Shane down, here's our final shout or not. This film was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. True or false? I'll go true. Are you out of your fucking mind? It's false. Oh. I, thought, I thought you'd know that one for sure. Oh, I, it's a good animated feature. It's I just... not even animated. It's half. It's like saying Roger Rabbit uh, was animated film. I like Roger Rabbit. And Roger Rabbit got a uh, got a honorary Academy Award for mixing and blending the world, but this shit did not get on. <laughs> this Titanic thing is stupid. It was really unnecessary to add. But it's a dated thing. Titanic was 97, so it was a thing. It's four years afterwards. Yeah. I love this. This is the scene where I want to take a, a picture of for our Instagram and put like 2020 and just all the world falling apart. <laughs> this is like a perfect... It's thing. just Trump standing there in yeah. the windows. The body's melting down. <laughs> I, since since you mentioned it, not me, I guess like I was thinking that this mayor has, is kind of very Trumponian type of, Trumpian. Kind of interactions before... It was a thing. That's true. As I said, this this film is very contemporary. <laughs> Unintentionally. Oh my god, we got it all wrong. This movie's genius. Boy, that doctor is real soap opera doctor, isn't he? There's no way that guy graduated med school. He's like twelve. He's uh he's an Adam Sandler actor. He's been in Adam Sandler movies. I recognize him from like comedies, so he's huh. just a pretty actor. Good thing Osmosis knows this tear is going to land in the mouth and not just, like, on the sheet. Ex machina tear. That, and, like, the police officer, the police captain, that's all sad that Osmosis Jones is dead, wouldn't be, like, good riddance. (laughs) I love that, um, like, my takeaway from this film is who needs doctors when you have Chris Rock as your white blood cell? Like, you don't need any doctors. Doctors are worthless. They couldn't Doctors save you. are dumb. They just let you die. Waste of Potential says don't have health care. Live your life. Chris Rock is a white blood cell. One of our sponsors told me that doctors are all liars and that they're just trying to kill you. So, I, I follow what our sponsors say. That's what the Bible says. Yep. Government's trying to kill you. I like that um, apparently when hypothalamus is back intact, it just kicks your whole entire body back on. It just cools you down immediately. Yeah. We're good now, guys. We're good. We didn't burn up any of our brain tissue and our gray matter. We're good. That's the, the sad part is they could have, like, 
kept it fairly realistic and made it fun for people to understand how the body works because you would have been like, oh, that's fun. You know? Which I think it was what the idea was for this. That's why, like, Shrek, which is the exact same year as this, pulls it off because you have a fair enough plot line where, like, the kids can get along, but you have jokes and things for adults to get involved with. This movie is just gross. You don't take your the, the parents that are watching this out of it. Like, Shrek, when he's like, oh, I guess he's compensating for something, and it's this fucking eight-foot, you know, to the clouds castle that's very phallic. Like, that's funny. Like, there's clever shit in there. There's clever shit in here, too, but they they abandon it's like when you gave your trivia i was like god i hope they had someone punch it up because i wouldn't want a writer that doesn't that just knows what he read online about the body we're not giving some writers credit some writers do a lot of in-depth research and things and i don't think this movie did but a lot of writers do immerse themselves into the thing but i don't think the writer for moses jones is like i'm gonna immerse myself in in the like doctoral journals Oh, yeah, no. But. No. And now the animated portion of the film's over. And that was. That's my favorite portion. It's just. It's fun and got some good, like, jokes and things. Oh, yeah. And then it comes to this. We end on a quality fart joke. Bill Murray's just hamming it up continuously. Which apparently Bill Murray's a hell of a golfer, believe it or not. I think that's one of those fun irony, like ironic things, right? Yeah. Because Caddyshack and that. He's actually like a stellar golfer. Yeah, and he's only an alleged wife beater. Allegedly. <laughs> that was like in the 80s or 90s too, and we people still like him, so I Everyone guess... Everyone us in the 80s and 90s. Bleeping that shit out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to cut it. <laughs> the bleeps don't even help us. The bleeps just no, hurt more the than The bleeps help. probably, yeah, make it worse. So now the mayor's working in the butthole. He just touches random fart buttons. How, okay, in what situation do you need an emergency fart button? Why would he work in there? Wouldn't there be specific cells that are meant to work in the butthole? Why don't, why don't you just kick him out of there? Like, because, like, they're kicking him out. I. I don't know. That, that looks like his Caddyshack actual, like, golf cart. Looks just like the golf cart they use. That's what I'm saying, is they literally were like, hey, we want you to kind of play your Caddyshack character. And just so you know, if you're not paying attention, is written by Mark Hyman, and that's not a joke. That's not a joke at all. <laughs> and now we're listening to Nelly, right? Yeah, this is Nelly. <laughs> Nelly. The answer was Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Survey says, Nelly. <laughs> Whatever happened to Nelly? I don't hear him anymore. Um, he still raps, but I think he lives off the residuals of hot in here. <laughs> and that's a shot or not. <laughs> yes, I know who the, the lunatics are, so fuck you. I know my 90s, 2000s hip-hop. Go to hell. <laughs> All right, everybody. We made it through Osmosis Jones. Where Ronnie and I really didn't talk about Osmosis Jones the entire time. Hey, we did as much as usual. <laughs> hey, you know, that's not why you're here. You're here to just say something that you could write down to use against us later. Um, exactly. You're building a case against us. So I guess we get to the end here where 
uh, we give our final thoughts and do we recommend watching this movie, even though you technically should have been watching this movie with us. But, you know. Um, if you have young children, watch it. But I don't think it has any value as a an adult and above. <laughs> I agree. Like, if you're going to watch it with your kids, absolutely. It's super fun. You'll get through it. No problem. Hour 20. Bomb. But yeah, as an adult, if you were like, hey, I watched Osmosis Jones by myself the other day, I'd be like, are you all right? Everything going okay? And this is me saying it, but we do it professionally, so fuck off. But <laughs> If you do um, rent this film, please, please go on there, rent it, and leave reviews and just mention us only. Yeah, and never ever visit <laughs> Riverside, California, where you could get a deadly virus that wants to give you a fever to kill you. That's the perfect sign-off there. So we uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And Shane, take us out of here. So, join us next week with... No, I even said I'm just going to tell me what it is. Okay. The film that made prank calls scary. And I believe was one of the first MTV movies, right? Uh, Sahara. What? We're watching Sahara. <laughs> Why are we watching Sahara. I remember it being good. Okay. <laughs> we haven't watched a Sahara. That's fair. Your reaction is throwing me off. I'm just weird. I don't know. No, normally sorry, it's like a... So random. Normally the reaction like... is, oh, or I'm what, sorry, I... or why. It's, it's weird because we're, we're just passing the fall season of Sahara. Movies, so. Sorry, uh, I can retake that. Sahara. Reaction? I mean, suck my dick. We're watching Sahara. I, <laughs> I mean, you took my other one, which is for Christmas, so... <laughs> um, we're doing Sahara. I, I saw it, and I was like, hey, I remember that movie. I've got a list of 900 movies. Sahara. Frame is the one I chose. <laughs> Was that or Damn, Spawn? Well... Oh, we should watch Spawn. We should definitely watch Spawn. Well, we're going to watch Spawn, but first we're going to watch Sahara. <laughs> I'm sorry for undercutting it. Uh, it wouldn't I'm going to, I'm going to, so there's normal responses to this. There's, I say a movie or Ronnie says a movie and go, oh, wow. God, yeah. Or, oh, fuck. And said, Ronnie's is, why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's do it. Uh, we'll join us sure. next when we join Courtney Cox and Drew Barrymore. And I'm almost positive it was one of MTV's first produced movies. I don't think it is. I think you're thinking of a TV show. I could have been making that up, but we're watching Sahara. Bye. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>time this movie is too close to our current covid world i was gonna do a secret <laughs> topic and see how long we can go without mentioning covid in, oh, you, in you this podcast. can't go 10 seconds <laughs> i know right as soon as the thorax shows up i'm like and here we go <laughs> like,
See, I thought you were gonna do all the 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 body puns. I was thinking of all the things with uh, Frank. So you I was so it. terrified to do that. You couldn't get to this movie. Everything's a body pun. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent one. <laughs> you were practicing that accent today. That's a good one. Working on it. Okay. Right, I'm at take, six seconds and it's yeah, me. Let me take my sweater right. off. I'm sweating like a pig. Scott took everything I had. Yeah, hold on. I think I'm sweating too. Hold on. Also, I have some cheap ass headphones. I really need to glue them. This is a really poor podcast. We need to start fucking making some goddamn money around here. Okay. I guess I'll introduce us first. Um, I got it since it's my choice, correct? Ah, yes. You take us away. I am at, Signature. you said six seconds? Yeah. This one, thing, the white blood cells are popping up. White drink is uh, code brown. Um, Last week, did you do a special place we were at or broadcasting? Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Um... What was your idea? And I'll steal it. Fuck. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I was going to pretend that I was doing cocaine. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll okay, just do that so when, you, when you introduce me. Um, let's just I'll say, just say live from Tony's house of gentlemanly <laughs> needs. I was going to say, uh, hi, Bridge Potential is broadcasting outside uh, our local rehabilitation center. I am Ronnie, and today I'm picking up Shane. <laughs> let's be an from... outdoor strips, strip club. No. <laughs> <laughs> because they can't do it indoors or outdoors. Okay, I love it. That's great. We're, we're, tipping is down due to the actual light. <laughs> we can actually see everything. It's a little off-putting. <laughs> I'll set you up because I feel like you were prepared for this one. Let's okay. do it. Yeah, let's okay. do it from our, uh, our local outdoor strip club. <laughs> our local outdoor strip club. Um, The sweaty... Um, what's a sweat Sweaty cat. The, <laughs> the sweaty bobcat? The sweaty bobcat! <laughs> okay. 